Radiate Radio, your international sound wave for podcasts and more. Hello and welcome to this very special episode with the board of Radiate Radio. Recently, we hit 4,000 plays on Spotify, and because of that, we thought it would be cool to record um, an episode or a podcast with the board members instead of guests um, or, or other members to speak about how it is to be part of Radiate Radio, what Radiate Radio is, um, how we've dealt with online, um, what well, with moving everything online this past year, and um, more about that. And we answer your questions as well. Um, all the questions that you guys have about the radio and being part of, um, of a board as well. All right, so I guess uh, we can introduce ourselves now. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm Adriana. I'm the vice president of Radiate. And I joined Radiate actually my first year. Um, and now I'm the second year and still still part of it. Yes, I am uh, Tobias. I'm the president of Radiate Radio. Uh, I'm also second year and I'm from the Netherlands. Hi, I'm Lucrezia. I'm a third year. I'm the treasurer of the radio. I have joined the radio three years ago and yeah, I really enjoy it. And I'm Elisa. I am the studio manager of the, of the radio. Uh, I'm also a second year, like Tobias and Adriana. And I also joined the radio my first year as a as a member, and I really enjoyed it. And that's why this year we're part of the board. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we actually all met a few years ago, um, yeah. and we are, I mean, we we used to to work already, but not necessarily with each other. Um, mm -hmm. And last summer we thought we could create a new board, the four of us. So maybe we can explain how we got together um, during the summer and yeah. how we really changed everything about how the Radiate, how Radiate worked and like the entire structure. We really spent weeks creating a new setting completely. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, that's a good question. I think Basically, to start last year, the whole previous board uh, disappeared. They uh, went elsewhere. And we kind of uh, took over and had to start from scratch. Uh, but then we also saw our opportunity to kind of rearrange the radio more to our liking, basically. Yeah. Uh, and we took the chance. And I think we tried to um, locate what were the main problems of Radiate in the previous years and see to what extent we could actually solve them. And I think the main way we did it is instead of individual projects, we try to form groups and to focus more on collaboration and cooperation to yeah, create more podcasts, basically. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, because um, I think most of you probably don't know, like the year before, um, like Radio Radio basically changed completely every year since we, <laughs> since we, um, since it was created. And so the year before, in our first year, when we joined, at least for uh, Adriana and Tobias and me, uh, when we joined, it was basically two parts. We had the podcast um, department, and then we had a department of music or playlist curators um, that created playlists um, for different types of 
moods and um and then there was this podcast part and they were pretty much separated and um i mean adriana you were the head of podcast or head of uh, music i think right? yeah My head of music yeah, yeah i was the head of music yeah mm -hmm. yeah and to be and, a um, oh, and yeah no it's true you no go 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 <laughs> no it's fine um like they were they were really separate um mm -hmm. Like it, there really were wasn't any interaction at all, and I, I mentioned that we knew each other, but the truth is like we actually didn't. Um, yeah, we were like all part of Radiate, but really when we met was last year, even though it had been a year that we were part of the same committee. Yeah. So yeah, no, no interaction at all between both sides of the radio. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the things that we wanted to change, and as well the fact that the podcast department basically just consisted of individual members that all did their individual podcast mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be everyone was supposed to just choose a topic and then um, try to reach out to a professor or an expert in that field and then make a podcast with that with that professor or whoever it was and that was obviously really cool I made a really cool podcast as well with with a professor and it was super fun but we did realize that it was a bit limiting in um, you know, what we could do. And as well, there was just not that much cooperation between the members. Everyone was just doing their own little project and it was very isolated from the whole community, I guess. And we wanted to change that a lot this year. Yeah, yeah. what I, I wanted to say is like, I think because we were part of Radiate um, in our first year, how we changed it really comes from our own experience of it. And yeah. um, Tobias, you mentioned, like we really had like a firsthand insight and look of what wasn't working. Um, and so I think that like, for instance, in June, when I called Tobias, letting him know that we should create a new board, and then later Lucretia and Elisa joined. It was really, there's so many things that didn't work this year. And how can we fix those? Yeah. Um, like, I think that was really how it started. The structure wasn't clear in the beginning, like in June and July. I don't even think we knew we would separate everything in pillars and teams. We just wanted things to be less independent. Um, and so that people were like less alone in, in their creative process and interview process mm. yeah True. and so how how exactly did we change it like what how how is the structure right now that's a very good question elisa uh, basically we have i think we have <laughs> 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 sorry sorry <laughs> basically the current structure exists of five groups who kind of uh, operate independently, although they, of course, um, are able to collaborate with one another. And one of us is kind of acting like a mentor for the group to guide them through the process, but we let them, um, basically, we let them be independent to a large extent so they can fully um, be as creative as they like to be and also free in their choice of uh, podcast. Yeah. And the most important thing is that Basically, through us as mentors, we can kind of communicate to make sure everything runs smooth and all uh, podcasts are uploaded and produced according to the correct schedule and in cooperation with each other. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, um, 
what we try to do, like by being, I guess, the supervi supervisor of a group, is that I think what one thing we were able to improve is also how the board and the members communicate and like are able to um, like be more less of a top down and like invisible board and like just people that are members like where I think our communication is like improved of how we like we have a lot more contact between the board and the members with how we structure things this way um, yeah and I think one thing we you forgot to mention device is like each team has a topic or like a focus so maybe we can talk about like mention each podcast and like how we I guess like the original ideas that we had during the summer and how yeah. they became what they became yeah. after we actually had members so in September October hmm. maybe we can talk about yeah how like where we started and how the five teams came to be well it's a good one I think actually the process kind of was, was like kind of coincidental that our ideas in the summer kind of linked to the ideas our members had in mind yeah. but basically the current members of Radiate which I want to thank a lot for their hard work this year <laughs> before I forget mm -hmm. uh, they're basically the core of Radiate <laughs> yeah. but they all have some they have a few different interests which are all very uh, interesting for us to cover and I think they kind of reach all ranges of the interest of the um, international studies audience as well so basically to start the first group, um, what's called the Now World, it's of course uh, guided by you, Elisa. And maybe you can explain a bit like what, it, um, what it's, it's about, basically. Yeah, so basically the Now World um, tries to engage with topics that, we, that are close to us as students. And um, we kind of try to explore the different aspects of the societies around us. It's kind of more politically oriented than um, some of the other uh, podcast series that we have. Um, so we try to invite guests about, um, well, for example, a recent episode was about the issue on Cyprus, which um, obviously is, is not necessarily something that many people know about per se, but it is something that, um, according to at least some people, people should care about and that um, is interesting as well on a global scale. And that's kind of what we try to do. Um, so most of it is kind of politically oriented, but more in the sense of close to us and like close to how we experience society. Yeah, student yeah. perspective, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes, basically, the, the Now World is a more uh, political oriented podcast. But you also had, for example, a more music art related podcast as guided by you, Adriana, the called Ray Foyager, I hope I don't butcher the name, but could you <laughs> maybe explain a bit <laughs> what uh, <laughs> that is about? So, Ray Voyager <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the, I guess, yeah, artistic, musical, creative podcast. Um, it's actually the most artistic of, I mean, <laughs> not that it's a competition, but like, it's the one that focuses the most on... Um, uh, artistic topics and so the concept is the Voyager was like a I mean a sat not a satellite but like a I don't even know but basically something uh, the, like NASA sent 
in the 70s or 80s, I think. Um, and it brought, like, it carried with it a huge discs um, with what humans made. So it was, like, songs and names and, like, a, a huge variety of, like, what humankind has created. And some of those were, like, songs and artistic things. Um and so the concept of the podcast came with how the group of students that is uh, leading that podcast, what they would put um, or write on the discs. And so that led them to talk about 70s music, musics, 80s music. Uh, recently, it was more about how we understand culture and like what cultural appropriation is. Um, separating the artist from the art so it's like it's not necessarily only about what they would send about on abroad or like in 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 space but it's also just a conversation about how you like they relate to art and and like i guess i also political conversations about art um but yeah that's what revoyager is about yeah, I really like the the Re-Voyager podcast, to be honest. To be honest, I don't really, I'm not a bit big of an expert in musical artists or, or art myself, but I really like what the podcast did. Basically, the students show their own opinion. And it's also, I think, the most debatable podcast in the sense that people tend to respond the most to the podcast and it kind of raises discussions as well, even outside of the podcast, which I personally really like. Uh, and next to the podcast, we also have podcasts more focused on uh, student life and of course your career opportunities um, called IS Essentials of course linking to IS Intentional Studies and it's guided by you Lucretia could you maybe uh, briefly explain what that podcast is about yeah um, so we try to inform students about uh, what goes um, yeah what goes on during the three years bachelor so tips and tricks that we learned or we think that they're useful for students we um, our main uh, focus is about how to choose your area studies during the first year because a lot of people struggle with that. And then we also try to uh, talk about careers and where students go normally and what are the main um, uh, future plans that uh, our students take or, and also talk to alumni and uh, yeah, share their stories and experiences with us. Yes, I think IS Essentials is also a very interesting podcast, especially for yeah, IS students, basically. And I think it's one of the, I think it's the podcast with the most uploads this year, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it really helps a lot of people, especially the one about, with the area choice. Of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Think, I hope we... Uh, very practical, practically oriented um, yeah, true. podcast series, which I think can come in handy for many years as well. Like even next year, the year after. Um, yeah, we can go back to the podcast and listen to it, and, and it yeah. will help them. Yeah, yeah, we try to. Uh, yeah, exactly. I hope we, I hope we actually uh, help maybe a few people in their <laughs> career choices so far. Yeah, we hope so. Let's hope so. I also think um, <laughs> it's it's like one of the the podcasts that is that is like that has the widest range range um, in the sense that I mean the now world is like kind of unbeatable in the sense that of course any topic could be 
discussed by your group, Elisa, but I feel like IS Essentials goes from like really practical, as you said, like from how to choose your area. But we also had those like well-being weeks that were completely different. Like it's really a completely different topic, but as relevant to AIS experience. And then more recently, we've had those, again, career possibilities. Yeah. Um, I think it, like, it really covers all the issues <laughs> you encounter as a, as a bachelor student. Yeah, we tried to take the um, yeah, education part of the bachelor, but also the life and what goes through uh, your mind as a student. So anxious, like anxiety and everything related to that too, which we think that is very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And furthermore, we have two more uh, podcasts which are slightly more political oriented, just as um, the now world. First of all, we have Dutch Disclosure, which basically tries to delve into Dutch politics. So, not yeah, specifically focus on a political events or news events that are taking place in the Netherlands. Uh, which were especially relevant this year since the Dutch elections, of course, took place, which we um, also um, took part in with a three-episode series in the week itself. So I hope maybe uh, this informed some of you, our listeners, to uh, Dutch politics a bit. And lastly, we also have the group called In Retrospect, basically also guided by me and two other students, it's also about politics, but more from a global scale. We try to explore new topics which aren't covered that much, but more from a expert perspective. So basically, we try to interview someone who knows more about the topic than us, which is also uh, interesting, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, comparing comparing it to the now world. Well, I mean. The Nowell also has had experts. I'm thinking about the climate scientists that you guys had a few mm -hmm. months ago. But I think that in retrospect, it's really your um, like line of thought. Like it's really how you work is having a, a scholar or your, an expert on a topic and then you three talking and discussing with, with them. Um, but yeah, a lot of political podcast and I think it's like of course it relates to our own experience and our studies as well because we're IS students and we tend to be politically aware or engaged um, but I think we of course like it can always be improved but we managed to have five podcasts that cover really broad set of interests and that was really what we wanted in the summer setting up we wanted to have a podcast for anyone that would have a like specific interest in yeah, um sure. i do think that like we're very political as i said and and that could be broadened like we could always have more um like podcasts with a different focus but i think we managed to have a really broad um set of ideas and and yeah focuses yeah yeah i think so too definitely yeah. Um, so I think we managed to present the radio now. Um, and because this episode was really about celebrating <laughs> 4,000 plays, it's also a good time to like reflect. It's also kind of the end of the semester. Um, 
and we've been we've been leading the radio for a few months now so we have learned a lot um so maybe we could go with some questions that would like allow us to evaluate our work and and the radio in the past few months um yeah so a first question it's not really about evaluating but i just find it interesting because uh like it, it made me think of what my first intentions were with the radio like what i usually thought it would be and how it actually came up to be like i never never actually thought about being a vice president when <laughs> i applied yeah. in the first place so the question is what led you to radiate in the first place so actually in your first year for elisa tobias and lucrezia as well because you have a different story than we have um yeah, so yeah what le what led you here um so for me i i think what um yeah brought me to radiate uh was that i'm very shy and i think it was it was a new opportunity to challenge myself and to learn more about what happens exactly or what do you have to do to um in the radio or work uh, in a committee. I never had that experience in high school and I thought it was really important. Um, and yeah, I believe that working with other people and it's, it's, uh, it can open up your mind and learn new um, tricks and tips that you can, um, you can then bring to your work in the future. And also it's a very good way to meet new people and learn about new other experiences which maybe you weren't um, brought up with and I think that's uh, that's something that can be very useful uh, yeah, to grow up also. Yeah. Okay, um, for me it was more about I kind of wanted, like when I started in the first year, I kind of wanted to join a com committee as well. but. No offense to other committees, I wasn't really convinced by any of the <laughs> opportunities. And then I discovered the the really eight stand, <laughs> basically on the on the basis fair, and I was kind of um, sold because I already had like an interest in media. And then when, when I saw basically the studio and all the equipment, and I checked out Radiate Spotify, it's kind of you're really interested in joining this organization. Um, and then, yeah, basically, here I am. <laughs> That's why I joined. And you, Elise? Yeah, actually, it's very similar to what you experienced. Uh, I also, like, I saw it for the first time in the basis committee fair in the very first year. It was, like, one of the first days of, of the first year. And uh, I was like, yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to join a committee, but I already, I was thinking about it. I was like, it would be nice to do something, you know, apart from just university stuff. Um, but it's still related to, you know, and like you said, I was always also really interested in, in different types of media and like hosting stuff. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really know much about podcasts, but um, I was really interested by it. And um, the board at the time was also really enthusiastic about it. So I was like, you know what, I'm just I'm just going to join. And uh, yeah, I really didn't know what to expect, but I'm happy I joined. And uh, yeah, honestly, I couldn't be happier I joined that year. And and um, yeah, I, I think it taught me a lot as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's of course similar for me as well. Like, I just wanted to have not to be only like stuck in my studies and to have another experience of what my studies were about. Um, but it was also in my case, I I just felt like ra the radio was the most creative and artistic committee that I could join uh, within basis and and I was also really interested in like learning how to edit things and you know really I guess technical um, skills that I didn't have um, I was really interested by that it, I think also in the committee fair there was the, the stand like radiate the radiate stand had music and I mean there was there was just a good atmosphere it just attracted me very much and um, that's how yeah that's how I joined but what's interesting is that it's really not where it, we're at <laughs> like reflecting on my own experience it's like I did not want to do a podcast like I was just like and still am like I'm, I'm not too comfortable like recording uh it's probably why this is my first and only episode this year <laughs> um <laughs> where my voice actually is in one episode but that's why I also ended up in being the head of music because we weren't doing podcasts and it's interesting to see how we like how that was the first intention and how now we're like leading five groups of podcasts with over over 20 podcasts this year so that's interesting to see the transformation of radiate over the past year yeah for sure definitely so the second question uh relating to how radiate has changed but also what we've done with radiate this year is what are your personal accomplishments what do you consider your accomplishment this year and it can be personal like doesn't have to be about your group but of course can be about what your groups have done as well so that's a very good question maybe tobias you want to start oh yes uh, if i may <laughs> okay so maybe my answer might sound a bit cheesy but what <laughs> what i liked the most was that Basically, a fear I had in the beginning was that it might be difficult to actually produce a lot of podcasts. Seeing basically each member, including ourselves, has a lot of other um, obligations next to the radio. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we managed to produce a steady flow of podcasts uh, for a long time, even two a week uh, for a long period. And also with a great variety. So we managed to uh, basically touch upon all different topics we intended to do in the beginning of the year. And I was happily surprised that we actually managed to do that. So I want to basically thank again every member for their uh, hard work to, <laughs> to be able to make this possible. But I'm really happy that basically our goal in the beginning actually uh, was achieved. And uh, how, yeah, how do you think about it? Maybe Lucretia? Yeah, um, I think one of my like biggest accomplishments when people uh, send us uh, a text, like thanking us about uh, what we talked in the podcast or that it has helped and I never really expected that part uh, so that was very surprising and I still think that right now it's the biggest accomplishment uh, in my opinion that uh, we have yeah I think that's the most important part yeah that's a good one 
<laughs> That's good. Elise, you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, and as well, the fact that we have so many members, like I never expected that the radio would grow so much. And right now we have <laughs> by far the most members of all committees. And like we we, we have so many different uh, perspectives that we have within the radio and, and everybody's really motivated. And, and um, I think that's the biggest accomplishment that everybody was able to kind of explore what they like most and what they're most interested in. And um, find their own way to, in a creative way, um, explore that uh, interest, I guess, and and um, learn along the way. So I think that's one of the biggest ac accomplishments that we've, I mean, we've accomplished together. Um, and in general, the fact that we are, we were able to reach so many guests as well for our episodes. Um, guests that I would never think, you know, would be interested or would probably have too much uh, work to do or they wouldn't have time for us. But um, I think one of the biggest accomplishments that we have had is how many different guests we've had from different fields, um, you know, experts. I mean, we've had a U.S. politician, but we've also had like a, a climate scientist, many different types of professors. Um, and I think I think that's really cool. And everybody made their time to to talk with us, to have this conversation. And I think that's by far one of the biggest accomplishments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I agree with <laughs> everything that has been mentioned. And I think we have many accomplishments. And I think it's it's also <laughs> like sometimes good to pause and to pause and like realize that we've achieved. It's like uh, easy to see what what's going wrong or what has yeah. gone wrong. but. Yeah, like it's good. We're, we're, we've done a lot of good things. And Definitely. I think that's one thing that for me is an accomplishment and, and something that people and the audience might not know. And that's why I'm uh, like telling it. It's also that we actually struggled a lot um, in the yeah. first weeks. And I would say in the first three months. So we basically like spent the summer um trying to come up with this entire new structure but you have no guarantee that it's going to work and and like it was going very smoothly in our head but when we actually had members and try first of all to explain the structure it actually was so much harder to explain we thought we thought it was clear it, we thought it made sense but it, it apparently it didn't and so we realized that like our plan didn't take into account the fact that you know it, it wouldn't jumpstart as as easy and as quick as, as we thought it would. And so we had those three months where we would just meet weekly and like try to come up with strategy and explanations and a yeah. way to make the members, you know, find a rhythm and like find their, um, like what they wanted to talk about and their narrative and, and what their podcast was about and find their, I guess, identity as a podcast as well. And I think we, we, we forget about those because now it, it's going very well and smoothly, yeah. but I think overcoming those three months for me is like the biggest accomplishment. And the fact that we never at any point thought, this is not going to work. Like, let's just, mm. I guess, abandon or, or, or like 
derive or uh, change like direction from what we had in mind we like completely remains um, like loyal to the plan that we had in mind and we really put so much effort in making it work and we did yeah. and I think it's and it took months like it, it didn't start before December but True. we made it work yeah. and I think that's really my biggest accomplishment is like mm. we made it <laughs> yeah. we managed yeah. to make it work um, so that actually relates to the other question which is things we learned the hard way so that was my answer for that question as well yeah. that sometimes your plans look very pretty in your head but really don't work at all in real life yeah. Um, yeah. and you have to find solutions but what's one thing or several things that you guys learned the hard way this year? Um, well, if, if I may start, there's one thing I kind of discovered maybe even later in the year. But sometimes what you uh, think would be interesting for an audience to listen to mm -hmm. um, doesn't really uh, correspond with what an audience actually wants to, <laughs> to listen yes. to, basically. Yeah. So uh, sometimes I've been kind of surprised by episodes which are even so yeah more popular or less popular than i would have thought sure. uh but that's of course important for us to remember that the most important thing one of the most important things of rated radio is to bring out interesting content for our audience that's more important than of course yeah what we really think is most interesting i think that's important also to uh, keep in mind uh, into the future to keep radiate radio uh, uh, interesting for basically the people following us yeah I, yeah, that's a good one. But as well, I guess focus as well on the podcast itself rather than the popularity of it. Of course, it's important to take into account like, oh, how many views does, does this one have? And it kind of indicates how, you know, how interested people are in, in what type of podcast we make. But at the same time, sometimes it can be kind of discouraging to see that a podcast that you might have put so much effort into barely gets any views or or gets way le way fewer views than you you'd have you had expected before um and i think that's also something we we had to learn a little bit of like kind of to let go of that and to focus as well on on um i guess on the process of making it and enjoying that process rather than um just caring about oh how many views we had and of course we're, oh <laughs> and of course we were trying yeah. To learn to swallow your pride, basically. Yeah. Ourselves, expand, <laughs> um, yeah. You know the popularity, but in the end, it should be about. Oh, oh no. Oh wait, wait. Is Elisa also gone for you guys? Yeah, yeah, she has. Oh. Um, yeah, maybe she will join. Uh, yeah, true. We can just yeah. edit out this beat, yeah. this bit. Um, maybe Lucrezia, you can tell us what your biggest accomplishment uh sorry that was the previous question what what was something you found hard and something you learned uh, for me it was um miscommunication issues i feel like when you start working in a group where there's different cultures and different uh ways to approach issues and um struggles it can be a bit hard and i think also like working online didn't really help that so i think that was uh my hardest uh, lesson that I've learned this year, which uh, I'm really grateful for it because I, I think in like when you start working, it's really something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, so yeah, I think 
it has been difficult for me, but also for like members of the radio to really understand how to communicate and avoid uh, getting into like misleading uh, assumptions or yeah, uh, bigger issues than there actually is. So I think that was uh, something that we I struggled a lot with. Yeah, I think it's, of course, very linked to um, online, like the online uh, aspect yeah, of our sure. job right now. And that relates to a, another question, which is our <laughs> promotion and like marketing struggles. Um, it was one of the first things we realized is like how hard it is actually to get people interested in what we publish and like what we upload and we mentioned a bit earlier that like sometimes we would have podcasts we thought would really work very well and then end up being not as listened as other podcasts or not as much as we thought they would um so maybe we can talk about and i think tobias you really enjoy that topic so like how <laughs> so how how we there <laughs> how we tried to um, build an online presence as much as we can in the sense that like we're not going to pay for like social media promotion, for instance. Like we're not a business, so that's not the point either. But at the same time, trying to reach as many people within the IES community um, and how, yeah, I guess reflect on like how we, as you said at least earlier, like let go of, um, a lot of expectation and just kind of go with the flow and let the audience decide what's worth listening. So, yeah, what, what's your opinion on that? How we how we manage that? Oh, yeah, it's very uh, <laughs> interesting topic indeed. And I think it's basically social media is both our strength and our weakness in a sense that as really a Compared to other committees, we kind of had the advantage that it was maybe easier for us to go online since we're already uh, online a lot. Yeah. But since everyone is online now, they get like a tsunami of information and of events and podcasts. And also basically with all their own stuff. And if you want to listen to a podcast, you need to take your time. And what I myself often experience is that I just strolling through social media and I see something that's like, oh, it's interesting. I don't really have the time for it right now. I'm going to do it later. And I kind of forget about it. So I think it's also um, maybe difficult for our podcast. And in addition, we also don't really know what our audience likes when we, or also discussed before, we don't really know what they want to listen to. So it's kind of a test each time. And I think during the year, we kind of got better at kind of expecting what, when our audience um, wants to listen to what they want to listen to. Um, and I think it's also important to repeat our previous episodes a lot. So maybe it's, if someone is interested in a podcast, but they haven't really discovered that we actually published it yet. So we basically have to let them know a lot, I think. And lastly, I think it's very important to interact with our audience to and make it more interesting for them. And of course, also know what they want to, uh, to listen to and what, uh, do you think of of that basically do you have anything to add yeah i i think um i don't think we like we're there yet i think we have a lot that we can improve um I'm, I'm like talking about i guess the online 
presence and our social media, especially Instagram. Um, I think that one of the best things we did is the weekly wrap on the weekend. Um, I think we were a bit reluctant to do that because we were aware that like people are just bombarded, as you said, with posts and stories, and and we didn't want to be the irre- like being seen as irrelevant and like be disregarded because we're annoying like repeating that we have one podcast coming out like we didn't want to be the annoying committee or like uh, annoying page that you follow but i actually think that the weekly wrap is just one of the best things we do because it's like it just reminds people not not in a bad way because just people sometimes miss a post or like miss an upload and and i really think it helped um a lot of people get uh uh yeah to be to be aware that a new episode was out um but it was really difficult and it still is difficult to um understand what the audience wants and how we can improve because we it's difficult to get feedback that's what really it yeah, is like it's that's been hard we yeah. have little inf- like um um interaction with people that listen to our episodes and not many people reach out on like on dm or something on instagram so that's hard i think um oh and if i may uh add something i think something else which is uh difficult for us that we still have to focus on is that we have to create unique content in the sense that yeah our content is that unique that people actually want to listen to us uh, because if they can just find it yeah elsewhere every time we don't really uh, need those maybe it's something we can focus on as well in the future yeah even more so i just have maybe two last questions uh like reflect on this year and It's again about the online setting, but I think it's important to see the drawbacks and the benefits of being online. Um, so Tobias, you already mentioned that like online being online was quite an easy move for us. But maybe we can mention like uh, the use of the studio, for instance, like how it was really bittersweet to realize that we had such you know good equipment, but not really being able to access it. Um, So, and then I have, I will have another question about us specifically as a board online, but I'll come back to that later. So first, what, what would you guys see as drawbacks and benefits of being online? Yeah, I mean, you kind of already mentioned that the most, like, I guess the biggest drawback of it was the fact that we have a studio. Um, and it, it's a really great studio and we just haven't been able to use it. Um, you know, like, It's funny because like my position within the board was supposed to be the studio manager, but I've only been to the studio twice this year uh, in total, which I mean, it's, it's kind of sad. Of course, like it, we can't help it. It's just uh, what we had to deal with, but it, it does make me, sometimes I think about, especially because the transition into the online, uh, well, to online was actually quite easy and quite smooth for us. I sometimes forget yes, to realize yeah. okay what would have been you know yeah. if we actually how would it have been if we actually were able to, to go into the studio and to use it and and um it's weird to realize that and it's sometimes it's just really it, it's not only 
for the studio itself, but especially as well for the, I guess, mm. community building within the radio. Like how, because most of the members of the radio I've never even met in, in, in real life. I mean, we had the, I guess we had the advantage of um, when we started recruiting last year uh, at the end of the summer, uh, beginning of this year, this like uh, academic year that the restrictions were slightly released. So I actually got to interview the uh, applicants in person, at least some of them. So at least I've got to see a few of them, but I, I keep thinking of what, what would have been if, if we were actually able to meet each other and we were actually able to go to the studio and to record there. And um, yeah, so I guess that's the biggest drawback that we weren't able to, to use the studio on. And I think we do see that in our quality, especially like the difference in quality between people's yeah. um, microphones. Like we were very dependent on the equipment that people had in their house, like the computer people had, the software people had. And I think we were lucky in the sense that for most people, it was completely fine. And it went, it, it was good enough. Um, but it does hurt to see that we have yeah. a beautiful studio that we weren't able That's to use at all. For sure. Um, I've also been, since I joined the radio in my first year, I've had um, <laughs> ambitions to like redo the decoration. And the, the, <laughs> like, <laughs> Lucretia yeah. knows this, but I, I just, you know, I had, yeah, let's just say I had ambitions and that never <laughs> happened and and it's true it's like our space but we're really not able yeah. to own it own it um so that's for sure and and you touched upon something as well which i regard as the the, the biggest drawback is like community bu building um like just this, the simple fact that i sometimes just forget how many we are and like i kind of forget about people because i'm they're not directly in my group yeah and and we're the board, so like we have a guess, like perspective on the entire radio. But I, I can't really imagine how it is to be a member and to be in your group. But you're not really aware of what's happening in the other groups, and maybe you don't exactly know what the other groups are doing. And looking back at how our intention was to really overcome the separation between teams. It's kind of ironic that we yeah. were forced back back into it um, due to yeah. online. Like we wanted to make people really be yeah. like to have a really good cohesion and, and like um, team team spirit. And but it's complicated because like there's only how many like online events that you can do, and it it is boring and it's like it's not the same. Um, so of course there are many drawbacks but Tobias you have some benefits as well and, and advantages of being online maybe you can address that yes I do I think we as Radiate uh, profited from going online in a few ways and I was thinking maybe we were even more productive uh, than before Before, for, for example Adriana and Lucrezia you both were not in the Netherlands uh, for a big part of the year and in addition a few of our our radio members as well, but still we're able to produce a lot of podcasts, uh, even with guests from all over the world, basically, all on the online sphere. And maybe it's even easier to produce a podcast uh, online, since you don't really need the equipment we're, or the studio, which you ought to be was very vital for us to produce. But in the end, like the mics, the studio, the guests, the time, it all was able to yeah, move online quite quickly. Maybe we're even able to produce even more than we 
uh, thought uh, yeah, originally. What are your takes on this? Yeah, I mean, for instance, I was thinking the U.S. politician, politician that you interviewed, we would have never had access to him if it was not for online, I think, because he's not based in the Netherlands. Um, but I just have a quick question. Do you guys think we would have published as much as we did if we were offline? Like we would have had twice mm. uploads a week if we were offline? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Because obviously we're with bigger groups. Like most of our groups have four to five people. Or some of them have slightly fewer, but at least for the people that have many, you know, many different people in one group. I think it would be really would have been really hard to find time. I mean, of course, it's the same. Like we also need time if it's online. But the fact that you need to come to the Hague, because uh, at least some of our members I know live in Leiden or live in other Dutch cities. Um, the fact that they have to come to the studio, record there, it will take extra time. It will take extra effort for at least for some people. So I do think, and yeah. of course, the studio would be occupied more often. So they would have been less. Um, like people have to really make sure that the studio would have been free if uh, if they wanted to record, yeah, whereas yeah. now people could different groups could record at the same time because it's online anyways. So I do think in that sense, we might not have been able to upload as much as we did this year if it was not online. But then again, it's a hypothetical question. Like, yeah. Yeah, we, we wouldn't have known. Like, I have yeah, known. of course. <laughs> of course. And I have one more uh, hypothetical question, uh, if I may. When COVID is gone, would we continue with the hybrid studio online or would we go, go back full offline? Hmm, interesting. I think we could I continue mean, I, at least where it's necessary. We could we could do some stuff online. If we have international guests, if we have um, people yeah. abroad, if we have to interview um, people that might not have time to come to the studio, then I think it would have been, like it definitely this, I guess, taught us that this is also an option. This is an alternative. And yeah. we could use this to our advantage um, next year or in any year to come, for sure. It's yeah. A, um, I think it's... I think it... Uh, like, having both options, I think it's going to be um, a nice strategy for next year also to upload more episodes. Because, I mean, you can have people recording in the studio and outside of it. So I think that will increase... Yeah, the, like the number of episodes that we can publish. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, I think it's um, it's like we learned that it was an option, and and before yeah. COVID, I, I would have never thought about like if I wanted to interview someone that is w would be living abroad, I would see it. Oh, but I can't, I can't do it then, like because he's so far away. But now it's like I think it widens our possibility possibilities. Um, so that's a good point. Um, good benefit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, any other benefits? Or should we move on to the short Q&A? Yeah, that's good. I'm interested uh, to see what our audience wants to know from us. Okay. Uh, should, I, should I do the questions? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Um, the first question is... Was it hard to secure guests um, because of the online? And so I guess we can talk about how we actually reach out to people and how we find them as well. Yeah. So was it hard? No, I, if anything, I think it made it easier, the fact that we were online. Um, yeah. 
I mean, obviously, we don't have that much experience with inviting guests when it was still offline. Like, I only had one podcast that I made when everything was still, you know, offline and, um, you know, before Corona, which it went actually really smoothly when I invited that guest over. But I can imagine that for many people it would be a kind of a hurdle to... um, to say yes to an invitation like this if they actually had to come to the studio if they actually had to travel to the hague if they actually had to like mm. make time as well for that and it would be i think the kind of um i guess yeah it's it, it's easier for people if it was online um so in that sense i think it, it made it easier and like we said already for example with um diego who was set, was based in in the u.s it, it wouldn't have been possible at all so i do think it was way easier to secure guests because of it uh, because it was online, um, but yeah, of course yeah. there was also stuff to deal with in terms of sometimes the software didn't work well enough. Sometimes we had like it took longer because the Wi-Fi connections, and that's why sometimes it didn't go as smoothly as planned. But I do think just for securing guests, it definitely was easier for sure. Yeah, and I think we also got more opportunities uh, now that everyone was at home and. Um, yeah, could yeah. really just open oh, yeah. up a link. They have more time. Yeah, I think we we had, yeah, people had more time and it was uh, easier to to get interviews and, and guests. I would also add that um, because we were online and because we're a radio that made a smooth transition to online, we also had a lot more people reaching out, um, mm-hmm. and some of our podcasts yeah. were collaborations with people that we did not directly ourselves reach out to or um, um, like ask if they wanted to know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or like organizations (laughs) or groups or even people um, that just happen to know us. And because we're online and and because, because we're online, it's the collaboration is made possible. So yeah, that was a huge benefit as well. Like we just had spontaneous. For sure collabs yeah that was surprising how many people reached out to us or sent us emails with hey you want to collaborate hey um yeah. you want to do a podcast with us and and yeah that was great that was it was great yeah we even had at some point we had too many collabs and we had to like kind of yeah. <laughs> decrease <laughs> decrease yes. how many times we said yes because it wasn't it wasn't manage- manageable anymore and we yeah. ended up having more collabs and actual episodes of our own um so that was that was an unexpected turn i think um yeah another question and i think I, we should address it just because it um explains how we work as well within the radio is how are top topics chosen who chooses them maybe and and how we come up with what we talk about in our podcasts um, and I guess we can do, it will be easier if we do just a, a small round of how each of our teams work on that regard. Um, I think I would say, maybe in general, maybe also uh, for my group specifically, that it's a combination of their interests or my interest and also what is happening in the world. So I think the Dutch Disclosure Group really looks at what's happening in the Netherlands, what's trending. For example, the recent episode about yeah. the Dutch, um, like the Dutch parliament scandal, they 
dove right into it and made the episode about it. Or for example, the election episode. That they tried to stay very um, yeah, close to the real news and try to adopt it for an IS audience. And I think that's kind of how topics are created and also based on the opportunities. For example, when we uh, find an interesting guest, try to uh, adopt the episode in a way that really suits our audience as well. So basically then they can kind of discover the guest, but also in an appropriate way, in a relevant way in a sense. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? Well, yeah, I think for, for my group, which uh, we focus more on student life and um, the education part of the bachelor, it was mostly um, thinking about how our struggles, uh, like my struggles in the first year and uh, my members, a lot of them are first year. So like what they are going through and like their doubts and complication. And we try to bring that um, to, to our audiences and, and talk about that. And then when we started talking more about careers, it was just that we, I think a lot of students, when they they are like at the end of their bachelor, they, they started stressing out and trying to figure out what you can actually do after um, IS. So that was, yeah. Um, yeah, our process. Elisa? Yeah, I guess for me, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> There you go. I was I was asking you how the now world works. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I guess for me it's quite similar to what Tobias said um, about, especially in the first place, it's our own interests. It's based on our own interests. Um, like for example, the Cyprus episode. That one was uh, really based on um, one of our members who grew up on the island and who's seen, who's really passionate about the topic, and she was like, I had like. If I join, like I have to make an episode about Cyprus, and uh, for all <laughs> yes, our for all our, <laughs> for all our episodes, it's similar. It's basically really based on our own on our own interests, um, and as well partly on collabs. Like the collab we did with the East Asia Committee uh, was actually something that they reached out to us and were like, "Hey, um, would it be nice to?" to it was actually by also an old member of the radio who was then part of the East Asia committee it was like, Hey, would it be cool if we work together on something? And, and then we picked something that sparked both our interests. And um, yeah, so I would say the main, the main thing that we have uh, or the main thing that we base our episodes on is our own interests uh, to a lesser extent, what is going on in the world. Of course, everything um, that uh, every episode that we made, I guess like, talks about or discusses a certain issue that is going on in the world, but there it's not urgent. Like, for example, with Dutch disclosure, um, it's not necessarily news related. Sometimes it is. Uh, like if something's really relevant right now, we might, you know, it might pop up in our interest and we're like, oh, it would be cool to do an interview or an interview or an episode about it. But um, I think it's mostly based on, okay, what is important to us? What are we passionate about? What would we like to know more about and learn more about and spread awareness of? Um, I think that's the main thing for us. Yeah. 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 Sure. I think in my case, it's again, I won't, I won't repeat it. It's, it's a, a lot of uh, interest, <laughs> like their own interest and in, in what they feel like uh, talking about. And I think it's a, it's a good uh, moment as well to, to plug in that if that's a liberty and freedom that you enjoy, um, then maybe you can think of joining Radiate at some point uh, within your time in IS because 
I mean, there really is no limit <laughs> in, in what can be talked about. Yeah. And if you have really niche interest, then it's really a good community to join and to to um, learn about it about it yourself, but also make other yeah. students learn about it. For instance, Cyprus, I had literally no idea what's going on there um, and learned mm -hmm. so much about someone else's deep interest in it. So yeah, if that's something that interests you, um, yeah, think about us when you think of joining a, commu a committee. Um, yeah, and I think that's also one of the things I like most and why I'm so happy that I joined the radio is that it really allows you to dive deeper into the topics that you're interested in. And like it really gives you the freedom of um, really talking about or discussing an issue that is, you know, important to you and that you are passionate about. And I think that's something that... Um, that we also kind of makes us unique in a way that we're quite free in in, yeah. in what we can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're the only community that we can actually bring our experiences and what we want to yeah. talk about into it. Like it's it's not very binding at all. So everyone can just mm. speak about what they really like. So I think that's very, uh, very nice yeah. for everyone. That's mm, for sure. Um, another question, but it actually kind of, I don't want to repeat too much, Did, just to no. clarify, these are questions that we asked in our Instagram stories. Um, and so these are some questions that we have had, um, but they relate to certain things that we have already mentioned, for instance, like how was the studio used or how we came up with the structure um that we have this year so yeah that was that was mentioned earlier in the yeah. in the episode so we won't go back uh to those um but maybe we can ask of uh there was one question of how you become a board member and i, th I think yeah we're reaching the end and we can maybe just mention how um anyone interested could join radiate maybe next year yeah. or another yeah. time. Um, and I guess us as, as well of how we became board members. Um, so I can, I can start with being a board member, maybe. The, yeah. the degree of liberty and freedom that we were just mentioning minutes earlier, um, it kind of applies to how our board elections work as well. So basically we're not a completely um, democratic <laughs> yeah basically we're not we're not a true committee we're considered a project by basis uh even though we work as a committee with the president vice president treasurer studio manager and any other board position that could become relevant in the future um online manager for instance um but basically we don't have a election process, um, which means that we can actually retain the position as long as we wish to um, or when we graduate. Um, that's also why we kind of at the end of last year, when the radio was kind of dormant, we were able to just come up and join the four of us and decide we wanted to be the board and we didn't really need anyone's approval because no one else wanted to. Um, 
so becoming a board member i would say it's it also comes from that just wanting to and showing interest yeah just voicing your wish yeah and i think having some experience within the radio could be very relevant as well um or knowing how we work or being familiar with us um but then of course there's the I guess, more regular or usual process, which is becoming just a regular member. So not a board member, uh, but the people that actually make the podcast. Um, so maybe, Elisa, you, you want to talk about how you can become a member? Um, yeah, basically in the beginning of next year, which obviously um, right now we're kind of nearing the end of, of this year. And so I guess in the end of summer, uh, I guess around August, we will most likely open the applications for for the upcoming year um you'll probably be able to see that on instagram facebook on all the social um, networks and when you see that the applications have opened basically what you just need to do is send a short motivation um with why you would like to join the radio uh, and then we will most likely invite you for a kind of a short interview at least that's how we did it last year we Um, we first looked at the motivation letters and then we invited all the interested um, aspiring members, I guess, um, for a short interview. Of, hey, what would you like to do? you have any, any experience? You don't need any experience to join, but obviously it would be cool to know. Do you have any experience maybe with editing, maybe with, um, with any sort of podcast? Do you like listening to podcasts? Um, again, it doesn't matter if you have any experience at all, but it's still relevant to know. And to kind of get an, get an insight into who you are as a person. Um, and, um, you know, obviously enthusiasm is most important. And then basically last year, I mean, we had a lot of interested people and we ended up with quite a large group. Uh, I guess with, that we're with more than 20, I think 22, 23 people, um, which is obviously quite a lot. And uh, we still have to see we only wanted to be like 14 <laughs> members. So we, because we, we, had, we wanted it to be manageable and then we said, okay, let's just include everyone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And because um, we had so many really enthusiastic uh, applicants. Mm. And so obviously we still have to see how it will be next year, how many people we want, how many people are manageable, um, depending as well on, you know, how much will be online, how much will be in person. Um, but that's pretty much the process, just a short motivation letter and then a short interview. Yeah. And it yeah, really I is based it. on your own, your own passion, I guess, and motivation. Yeah, many, many param parameters are still to be uh, decided and, And it's still a little bit early to talk about September, but I think really the bottom line is if you have enjoyed any of things we've done and, and would like to join, it's absolutely possible. Um, yeah, it will be amazing. Yeah, yeah. and um, and you can just uh, follow us on social media. That's where you'll find the information. And I would also like to add that next to just producing podcasts, another goal of Rate Radio is to learn um, learn a lot, basically to teach each other and yeah. learn from our experience really how to publish a podcast, how to be, uh, yeah, how to use our equipment, how to basically every step in the process we would like to teach you. So it doesn't really matter if you have any experience or not. The whole point of Radiate is to teach and to meet new people. That's the most important goal for us at least. Mm, definitely. That's true. Yes, definitely. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think we've we've done everything we wanted to do. Um, so if no one wants to add anything, I think we can. Yes. Yeah. The only thing I would like to add is that I would really recommend um, joining the radio. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you're interested, and uh, it would be really great to see who will apply next year and how the radio will evolve even more. Like like we said, every year so far, it's evolved into something new. Yeah. Um, and we've really enjoyed how it is this year. I think our structure has really worked well, uh, at least for us. And uh, we're always open for new, uh, new input. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to say something I we actually didn't really go over, but just I think also the luck. I mean, I consider really a lot like a chance of being able to have the radio during this period because it's just yeah. such a fun thing to be part of. We managed to have a like doable online transition, and and again, like it was just fun. To make friends and like meet out meet yeah. with the board every week but we also yeah. created a lot and um if if that wasn't clear i personally am very very grateful and thankful to have radiate um yeah like this year so i don't know if online times are continuing but i'm sure it will be fun offline as well um so again follow us on instagram facebook it's Radiate Radio on both of them. Um, that's where you can find any information. Uh, you'll find mm -hmm. any links to any podcast on there as well. We're on any listening platform that you are used to. Um, and yes, thank you again for 4,000 plays. We were really happy mm -hmm. with that and being able to have yeah. a podcast about ourselves. Um, <laughs> and more episodes are still coming because the semester is not over. So stay tuned for that. And Yes, um, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Radiate Radio, your international sound wave for podcasts and more.